0: In a recent study, 73% of independent musicians reported having experienced mental health issues. Now, traditionally, the rock and roll lifestyle was filled with late nights, partying, addiction, and substance abuse. We're on a mission here to change that. And sadly, there's still a stigma around mental health. May is National Mental Health Awareness Month in Canada, and this month's episodes are focused on informing you how to navigate your health professionally. Keep in mind, the thoughts and views that you hear on the show are that of the speakers and in no way should replace the professional guidance of your trusted healthcare practitioner. If you or someone you know is in an emergency crisis situation, please dial 988 in Canada and the US, 999 in the UK, and 131114 in Australia. As a friendly reminder... If you get any value out of this show, please consider giving back by sharing your favorite episode out with someone that you care about. You could even leave a five-star rating and honest review, or you could subscribe to the E! News to be the first to know all things under the radar. I send out weekly tips covering everything from health and wealth to creativity, purpose, and how to better your relationships. Mental health is health, folks. The body, mind, and spirit work together as a holistic unit And by the end of the month, it's my goal to make the resources, the tools, and the experts more accessible for you to live a healthy, active, and purposeful life. And together, we can all crush the stigma. Now, let's get to the show. Yo, welcome back to the show. This is The Dose. I'm your host Mike Schwartz and this week we're kicking things off with a little language. All right, we're doing a whole theme of language this week and how it shapes your behaviors and your corresponding actions. I thought what a way to start things off than go into the, the the language guy himself, my dear friend Mark England. And uh he he and I connected back some years ago now. It's got to be four years back now. And uh, I found him on a podcast and then found out he was a TEDx speaker. Watched the TEDx and was absolutely blown away. Had to get in touch and we've uh, since developed a, a great relationship. Um, so I wanted to throw that to you guys. Hear it from the man himself. So I'm going to throw you back to the TEDx presentation from Mark England that started it all for me and uh, and really understanding how much language really does play a role. So, without further ado, of course, here is my buddy Mark England on language.
1: In February 2002, I moved to Bangkok, Thailand following my dream of becoming a professional fighter. i had been doing well on the local amateur MMA circuit. I'd won a couple of kickboxing titles and knew that this is what I wanted to do with my life. It was the only thing I wanted to do with my life. Muay Thai is Thailand's national sport. And when you ask the Thai boxers over there when they got started, they never give you an age. They reach down and show you their height. Imagine how excited I was to be there, and to live with them, and train with them. Does anyone happen to know what this is? (laughs) It's called a bucket-handle meniscus tear, and it's what you don't want happening in your knee, especially if you want to throw a good kick. I will always remember the day, the afternoon, That exact moment when the doctor said, Mark, the bad news is your career as a fighter is over. It's over. The good news is you could become a very good swimmer. (laughs) It's a true story. I didn't hear the good news because I couldn't hear the good news. My identity was flattened with those words. But what hurt exponentially more than my inflamed and throbbing knee was the ongoing conversation I was having with myself about myself in my mind. You see, the idea, the concept that I was not good enough and that there was something wrong with me and I was somehow doomed to fail showed up raging in my mind stronger than ever. Technically, it's called a telephobia, the fear of not being good enough. And it's at the foundation of a silent identity crisis that wreaks havoc on individuals, families, and communities worldwide. How someone sees themselves as one of the most powerful and consistent forces in someone's life, and what it is and isn't, is the focal point of this talk. The definition of identity is the fact of being who or what a person is. Do you notice anything about that definition? Raise your hand if you see yourself differently in any way than you did 20 years ago. (laughs) We might have to rethink that definition. This is always fun. When I say abracadabra, what do you immediately think of? Say it out loud. Magic. There's a lot more to abracadabra than top hats and rabbits, as in a whole lot more. Abracadabra is Aramaic, and it has been translated to mean, with my word I create, or with my word, I influence. Fascinating, cryptic, and intriguing. What did those ancient peoples know about language that we often overlook today? With our words that we use all day, every day, both internally and externally, what do we create? What do we influence? Do we influence our feelings, our emotions? Do we influence what we see, what we envision, our imagination? And over time, with the words that we use all day, every day, do we influence our identity? Maybe you have heard or possibly even thought This old standby. No one will ever really love me. So painful, and often totally inaccurate. What about the people that really do love you right now? They don't count? Would those words, those powerful words, influence how I see myself, and how I feel about myself, and my ability to recognize? and accept other people's love? More examples. I can't keep living like this. Okay? I get it. And what can you start doing? Not live like that? You mean live differently? (laughs) Yes, of course you can, especially when you focus on it. People change their minds and change their lives every single day. I have to make some changes. Or, I choose to make some adjustments. Stress and overwhelm, or ease and manageable. And some of our language is very, very subtle. I'm still dealing with that situation. Or, I'm currently dealing with that situation. Hear the difference? Feel the difference? Still, stillness, stagnant. Currently, current, movement. Interesting, huh? Let's jump back to the sad story of that broken would-be pro-fighter. How could that doomed-to-fail loser ever do something like present this at a TEDx event? Simple. I changed the conversation I was having in my mind, and I changed what I was focusing on. I went from fixating and obsessing, really, about all the things that I had lost and how my life could have been to focusing on what I could do and where I could go. And in that transition, and because of that transition, my identity changed. Remember the official definition of identity, the fact of being who or what a person is? All due respect to the people over at Merriam-Webster, and that definition sounds like a mental prison sentence, if you ask me. I'm here to challenge that definition, because I believe that how we are taught to see identity is one of the most crippling lessons that we learn. Class division, divorce, bullying, lack of empathy. These are all conflicts that feast on rigid structures and rigid people. How am I supposed to change my life if I'm locked into a static identity? How am I supposed to change my mind if I think that's just the way I am? Imagine what our world would look like if we saw ourselves more as processes instead of static has-beens and always will bes Whether you think you can or you think you can't, you're right. That's Henry Ford, a man that knew a little bit about process. Let's expand upon that quote. Whether you think you are good enough or you think you are not good enough, you will try to prove yourself right. When my knee and my identity were torn apart in Thailand all those years ago, I thought my life was over, I really did. In reality, it was simply the beginning of the end of how I saw myself. You see, I am a powerful verb and not a fragile noun, and so are you. See yourself as a process and watch what happens to the person. Thank you.
0: Alright, that was Mark England and his TEDx uh, Identity versus Process Reinterpreting Failure, Mark England. He did that over at RVA. That's uh, down in Richmond, Virginia. So, if you like what you heard, please do share this out with someone you care about. Uh, language is super, super important. We're going to hear more from uh, the man himself in uh, earlier interviews with, uh, with me on this week's Thursday episode. But... Y'all just going to have to wait till then. All right. Have yourselves a fantastic Monday. And until next time, y'all, stay sweet. Peace.